Hi, Hi friends. friends. I'm Loza. I'm Isaias, and this is Light in Love with Loseas, the podcast. We're a married couple living in Los Angeles, walking by faith and doing so transparently. Our hope is that this podcast leaves you feeling inspired as we navigate matters of light, love, work, and life. Thanks for tuning in. Let me get the help of my harmonies. In this episode, Isaias initially plays a harmony sound effect before singing Happy Birthday to Loza. Unbeknownst to him, the sound effect is chosen is explicit in nature and therefore cannot be included in this podcast. We have opted to swap the inappropriate sound with an angelic choir to preserve the segment. We believe the choir sound effect more closely aligns with this podcast and the intention behind the moment. We appreciate your understanding. Now, let's get back to the show. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Loza. Happy birthday to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks. On the 28th of October, a woman who would come to change the world was born. Her name is Loza. you guys will watch this after her birthday comes, but I did want to take this moment to tell the world how thankful I am for you, Aww. how much I love you, and how much we all are appreciative for you. So if you are watching this wherever you are, comment and like in the in the in the comments and let Loza <laughs> know how much you appreciate her, how much you love her, and wish her a happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Love Thank you. you. Love you too. So on that note. I did not know that sound effect. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? On that note, um, how do you feel? Actually, what's up, everybody? What's up, Light and Lovers? How Welcome are you guys? Welcome to the Light and Love with Loseas podcast. You know, we were about to just zoom into our uh, intimate moment over here. <laughs> Into our intro. Hey guys. Um, good to see you. Good to see you guys. But while we're in this mood, I just did want to ask you, baby, mm-hmm. how do you feel on the Eve entering into your 34th yeah. birthday? I feel good. I feel blessed. Um, my pastor, Israel, actually pointed out that to be blessed doesn't mean you have a lot, but he identified it as like to be blessed is like to be a tree who offers shade, to be a resourceful tree that provides to those around you. And so that kind of resonated with me the first time I heard it. And as I'm like reflecting on this past year, I'm like, well, God's been so faithful, but I feel blessed in being able to um, yeah, be of service to those around me to those I love, to those I don't know. Um, and yeah, I'm grateful that the Lord's choosing to use me, but most importantly, to hold me close and to keep me so. And uh, I think we're all grateful for you. Thanks. And although I think, you know, and maybe you don't realize this, but in case you don't, um, moments like this on birthdays mm-hmm. are so important to just pause and take a moment to honor the people that we love. Mm-hmm. And I love you. We love you. And even if you did nothing for us and didn't impact us, it would be mm-hmm. enough for us to say that you are loved and appreciated. But um, it makes it that much easier for everybody because your impact is felt everywhere you go. So Thank you. Uh, we appreciate and love you. I hope you are basking in the fullness of this moment because yeah, I'm like, uh, well, well, you, it's you, awkward. You, 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 you just embrace it. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. Um, yes. I'm learning self-compassion is the key for myself this year is to like dwell in these moments of allowing yourself to be loved, you know? 
we'll have to unpack that, we'll have to on, unpack an, that. on an episode to come um so yeah anyways again, welcome everyone to our <laughs> a lot 18th light. episode of season two and a lot um, of yeah we are excited to have everyone here again today mm-hmm. uh, in normal light and love fashion we are recording at night um this time it's a little bit before midnight so um good for us good for us we're making progress yes yeah, so you don't get you guys don't get delirious yes. this is just for those uh, of you guys that caught us the last episode of please circle back yeah we were all one on one to say the least but yeah thank you guys for tuning in regardless if you get after hours those yeah. or at our regularly scheduled programming or scheduled regularly programming regularly scheduled programming um before we start we wanted to actually shout out a review that we got on podcast on apple podcast and it's from a mariana 2007 mm. she says highly recommend Easy and entertaining listening. Love the sincere and open conversations about the joys and struggles of the Christian walk. A newer podcast, but wouldn't be surprised if it became very popular in the near future. You heard the lady. And you know what? Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you know what I also realized? Um, We need y'all to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There are so many of you who love us. There's so many of you guys supporting us. But I just noticed for the amount of people who rock with us, Oh, hell no. <laughs> we need a lot more of y'all pulling up on our YouTube channel. So pull up, baby. Pull we up, baby. Yeah, we regardless of where they're consuming, though, we appreciate the commitment and the well, consistency. I want to be more direct with my ass, though. If yes. you are here, if you He's were looking, serious. look at me right in the eyes right now. <laughs> if you are staring inside my soul, I need you to press pause. P- pause right now. He's serious. Okay. So I'm assuming you paused. Okay. And if well, you are back. What are they going to pause and do? You know, that's a good point. That's actually <laughs> a very good point. That's Just actually, pause. They're like, pause and think. Pause, pause and think. Pause okay, and here. what do you want no, them no, no. to here, do? Here, once thank you. Pause. Thank you. And that was a good clarification. Okay. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong. Okay. So uh, here's what we need you to do. I think the sound effect speaks for itself. You don't have to repeat it. If mm-hmm. you, thank you. If you are hearing my voice, if you are looking into my eyes, I need you to go to our YouTube channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go to YouTube, go onto our page. Click that subscribe button. now. He doesn't want to say smash because he thinks- I tried my best not to. Now, once you smash. click that, come back to our page, resume what you were watching, and now we're back. Okay. okay. I hope that was so instructed assume right. So you play, pressed play again. We're back. Okay. Okay. We're back. Again. Thank you. Yeah. So we are, yeah, as Isaiah mentioned, we are on to episode 18. And as we were taking some time to like be, we usually are very prayerful about these episodes. We don't take it lightly that the gut. You know, that the Lord is giving us an opportunity to share for you guys to give us your ear. So we want to make sure we're speaking from a place of authenticity as well as something that we've been talking about and navigating currently in our life. And it's so funny because we're like, oh, what should we talk about? So like we kind of went our separate ways. And then we came back to each other and we realized, I was like, you know what? I think we need to do the episode that we've already kind of talked about this on a another podcast, but we need to take this back home to our light and lovers. And I Shout out to Isaiah's, Shaping the Culture. Yes, Shaping the Culture podcast. If you guys want to watch the original, please go back and check that out. Um, but this will kind of be a play on that episode as well as a few new revelations that we've been yeah. having about the topic of love and respect. Mm. And so when I mentioned that, Isaiah was like, I was actually thinking the same thing. I said, okay, Holy Spirit. I'll take it as a sign. Yeah. I'll take it as a sign. Yeah. Um, so, okay, Loza, why, why has this conversation around love and respect been, um, impactful, controversial, uh, important for us, you think? Yeah. 
So this conversation spans back to right before we had our second child, Christian. Yeah. Um, we had gone on our baby moon. It was like a one day retreat up in the mountains in Crestline out here. And when we went on the retreat, we just kind of yeah, were let's like, take, let's take them back to how it played out that day. Yeah. We just needed a refresh on our like marriage. And people always told us that the jump from one child to two kids is like JV to varsity. And so yeah. we're like, let's get our, let's get our head right. So we went to the um, we went to the mountains and literally on our way there, <laughs> we were bickering the whole time, and we were about the the, the, the stupidest most stuff. random stuff that just makes no sense. Even if we're like supposed to recall what it was, it just was like, you know, when you're fighting to fight, and I'm one of those that like once I'm in the middle of a fight. I'm like, I don't even know what we're fighting about, but whatever it is, I'm gonna win. And <laughs> even on like, most even on most occasions, it's like if like, you know, it's something silly, then you know, one of us will just let it go or whatever. This time we were both ready to die on that hill. We were not like o- over literally just stuff that was totally insignificant. And now in hindsight, it's so apparent that that was just uh I mean, I don't even know. It, w- it was, it was, it was just like marital bickering. Yeah, but it was, but it was such like, a big deal in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like all the whole way through, okay. So and like and, and mind you, like the purpose of us even wanting to take this baby moon mm-hmm. was to be prayerful, be thoughtful about you know ushering in the 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 mental space, the spiritual space within us to like be ready for a second child. Mm-hmm. And it like felt like it was doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And you know what? Actually when we went, it wasn't because we were trying to f- just fortify our marriage. I think we knew that like when we're stepping into a new chapter, we're like, okay, God, download within us, strengthen us, right. fortify us for this journey of parenthood is what we were thinking. Lo and behold, we bickered all the way. And then once we got outside of the Airbnb we like stood there and I was like, so chop, chop, oh, sister, yeah, yeah. like, let's get in there. Let's, let's have this little baby moon and, you know, get our bearings straight with the, the end Lord. Because at the end of the day, I'm, very, the 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 day I'm very solutions oriented. So I was like, yeah, okay, we fought. But like, look, we came here for a specific purpose. So are you still down to like to get the job done? Type I of was thing? like, so you just want to <laughs> glaze past what just happened? And in that moment, we just were like, you know what? I think, you know, we feel led that. We need to work through not just this like moment of bickering, but we need to get to the no, bottom no, no. of actually give, why. I actually specifically what's give going you credit on for that because I was I like I like we just said I was like all right look I know we just fought the whole way up here but like look we said that we want He's a to chop chop sister yeah I was like <laughs> look we got we got some stuff to get done but then I I credit you for kind of having the perspective to say. All right. I know that was the objective that we had initially planned on, but I think there are some other priorities here that would take precedent, like order of operations mm-hmm. here. And we're like, why don't we like really get to the core of what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of started talking about like what was really going on beneath the surface mm-hmm. of, you know, our relationship there. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, obviously we've kind of had this conversation back and forth of like the words like respect were thrown out or like disrespect and then like you know, I don't even know if I said the word like love or unloving, but I think when we were um, having that conversation, we remembered a book that was actually gifted yeah. to us on our wedding and it was Love and Respect. I forget the guy's name. Um, Robert Eckerds or Eckerds or something like that. Let's, Let give, them Let's give the Let's, man Let's credit. do it right. Yeah. I meant to look that up right before, but um, anyways, we remember that book and I was like, man, we didn't read that book. That book really might've helped us. And yeah. so Dr. Emerson Egrics. Emerson. Why do I think Robert? Is his Emerson middle name Robert? No, Ain't got a Robert in his know. name. Um, okay, Emerson. Eckerids. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. But 
as we started thinking about that. We both said that's so wrong, but I think he understands that <laughs> we're trying our best here. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, but as we remembered that book, I thought to myself, oh, okay, well, we clearly didn't read the book. And then obviously we had this conversation. And the first thing that I feel like we were prompted, you know, thank you, Holy Spirit, to do was to like write a list of like ways that I felt loved and me writing a list to you of telling you my expectations of this is what loving Loza, this is what loving me looks like. And then I, you know, and the conversation was reciprocated and we asked, okay, well, what you said, what does actually, respecting me mean? Did that happen right then and it there? It did, it did. Because we prayed about we prayed it. prayed about it. And then we ended up doing the devotional for oh, the next right. day. Right. That's right. But that's then right. we were like, okay, you sit down and you write your list. You right, tell right, me right. what it looks like. Because I think in that moment I was frustrated because we had had that conversation about you always saying, oh, Liz is disrespecting me. Liz is disrespecting me. I'm like, bro, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not disrespecting you. Well, in my mind, intentionally, my goal was never to disrespect you. And even the concept of like the reciprocal of that, right? Respect me, respect me, respect me. I'm like, eh, we're teetering on some like <laughs> pioneer woman. And I'm not here for all of that, like, prairie this, woman. This, gen, this generation of women, I and tell you, man. And this was really hey, making me feel sick. Uh, I don't know what to say about y'all, man. <laughs> so even as that word gets thrown around, I'm like, bro, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm not. And that was, like, spanning from that conversation. And I think my concept and understanding of disrespect was so just warped. And it literally was because that entire, like, trip was drenched in the Holy Spirit that I feel like we were able to unpack, okay, there's something deeper here. And as yeah. you wrote your list to me of what respect looks like for you, I'm like, I think I'm doing that, but maybe my tone is coming off wrong or I'm not sure what exactly I'm doing. And so yeah. the next day we ended up unpacking through a devotional on the version Bible app, which you guys can do. It's a like five day devotional that like walks you through what does love look like for a woman and then what does respect look like for a man? That was actually maybe a really, you can help unpack. That was actually that a really uh, interesting exercise because I don't even remember half the things that I wrote down, but I do recall like you writing down what it looks like for you to be loved and me writing down what I felt like it looks like for me to be respected. And I I remember like being like genuinely surprised by some of the things that you said. Uh, like the specificity around it mm -hmm. and you being equally like, oh, okay. I didn't realize like that was a way in which you would like feel like you're interpreting or receiving. One respect. big one was like, your girl stays clowning. Okay. So I'm like always popping a joke here and there. And he was like, yeah, when you say this, it actually makes me feel like you just me. I'm like, am I though? It's a joke, you know? And, and then not realizing that they're like levels. It's not even, but it's not even like, it wasn't like just the joking at large. It was the context in which the joke sure. happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but like all those different things uh, that like it gave us language to understand the ways in which we appreciated receiving love and respect. And, and also just to kind of like zoom out about the conversation, it made us realize that in, in times where we feel like we're missing each other, mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of the time, not all the time, it was a byproduct of us feeling like one of Loza in particular, feeling like she did not feel loved by me in one way, mm -hmm. shape or form. And then it coming back to in one way, shape or form, me feeling like I was not being uh, respected. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like with the book, that's like the, the general thesis of the book is that mm -hmm. men are hardwired to uh, mm -hmm. desire respect, yeah. which is I think universally true. I don't think that's like a revolutionary idea. Um, and then women are hardwired to desire to receive love. Mm -hmm. And, um, the book really pulls this idea from uh, a biblical uh, 
mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, uh, I was trying to look up the verse. Yeah, I think it was Ephesians. Um, I think it was Ephesians 5, was it? Something 33, I always remember. Y'all, we are, we're doing this in real time. Y'all get into So I think it was, I, I got it here. Um, I think. Yes. I, I want to get the exact, I think it's 533. But so sure. it's, it's yeah. Ephesians 5.25 and 5.33. Mm-hmm. So Ephesians 5.25 yeah. says, Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for mm-hmm. the church. A loved mark by giving, mm-hmm. not getting. Mm-hmm. And then and then the second part of that idea was based off Ephesians 5.33, which says, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and mm-hmm. let the wife see that she respects her husband. Yeah, that's that final, because he puts it in totality, that yeah. final verse. Yeah. Husbands, love your wives as yourself. Wives, yeah. respect your husbands. Right. And that's like the cycle, right? Right. So... The vicious cycle is that when he does not feel respected, um, he responds unlovingly. And when I feel unloved, then I'm dishing out some disrespect. And then the vicious cycle continues. So it's like. But what's so interesting about it is that I don't think, without like having the language of this of this book or like this idea, I don't think we ever really saw as plainly as that. No. I think it was just like, yo, why are you? I'll just like, I'll just look, why are you? (laughs) No, really, no. But like, even in those times where, whether it was like the time we went up before Mm -hmm. the baby moon or just in general, anytime we would have some kind of like, you know, disagreement, it would just always be around like, yo, why are you like, why are you just acting like that? Mm -hmm. Or why are you not understanding that this is important to me or whatever the case was? And it was never, it was never explicitly seen through the lens of, oh, uh, at least for my end, I never really felt like it was, oh, why is Loza not like, showing me respect in this way. And I don't even think it was necessarily you feeling explicitly like I wasn't giving you the love that you desired, but I think at the core of it, the root feeling behind all of it was exactly those two things. Yeah. And I think I discovered that was like, okay. I mean, he asked me on site, he was like, you know, it's easy for me to say, I love you, but could you say you respect me? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. You know? And, what, but, and, and the real question and is, then, why is that? Exactly. Like, and I think that's what I had to ask myself. She like, really like had a lump in her throat when she said it. And I was like, why should that be so hard for you to like? And, and, and it makes it, and I, I almost wonder like where that really comes from. Like, yeah, this I is mean, like, this is not even specific to just you, but like at large, societally even like why that's even like a thing that seems like it's so difficult to like express it seems pretty obvious to me i think you know even when you're mentioning that word respect right it takes you back to like i said that pioneer woman (laughs) you know being this idea of like a woman who kind of plays second rank to her husband and over and not just her husband but like over the course of history that women have always somewhat been oppressed by men and this figure this patriarchy that has like oppressed women for so long is now not just um, having behaviors that are allowing respect, but the fact that, you know, sometimes it's demanded. And so it's like, do you respect me? Just felt like harsh language to me because of the history that has existed between men and women. And then I had to ask myself, okay, actually, I think one, women are pretty badass, excuse my French, but like, we've done a lot. We've made great strides in history. Like we've done all of these things and we could kind of like, there's a part of me deep and I'm being very, very transparent. But if I really had to ask myself, I'm like, we do the same job that men do. We're able to like have babies. Yes, that's like a gift. Obviously, we need a man for that. But deep, deep down, and this is like clearly a lie from the enemy, I had to ask myself, do you actually believe that men are integral to society? Because 
the feminist movement and the ways that we've like taught like the Man, that's, female. That, that's, that's like dark it is dark but i think when like if i kept as i kept peeling that back i'm like wow i actually think you know and even when i'm in an argument you know and when most women are in arguments and i've had this conversation with like a lot of like wives it's like and moms also they're like the the furthermost entertained thought or lie from the enemy will take you to like raising your kids by yourself and like New York City when you live in That's LA. how I know that's how the, I know the devil really out here because, trying to mess mess people up. Exactly. And I think when I peeled that back and I was like, wow, there's like a deep-seated lie that exists in our society that men are should not be revered the way that I feel like God has designed them to be revered and not just revered from a a sense of like idolization or like glorification. It's more that God has designed men with a specific call over their lives and if we recall correctly women was built from the rib of a man and men that are visionary are meant to be aided and supported and helped polished by the strength of a woman to fulfill the will that you have over your life and in doing so leading society at large and helping our communities at large and that is lost i feel like yeah because of the movements that we've seen over the course of history so I think you spoke on so many like great things and we can like kind of try to unpack each of those mm-hmm. um, one at a time. But like, I think the unfortunate part is that often this perspective or this response that you see yourself having, mm-hmm. I think is often uh, rooted in mischaracterizations of the role of women that we've seen throughout society so like even yeah. off the bat and it's not to say that these are not common mischaracterizations that we see mm-hmm. these are very common mm-hmm. like the whole prairie woman thing that you mentioned but like none of these things i think are truly representative of the biblical example of what role a woman should play mm-hmm. so a woman was never really meant to be someone that's shelved off into the corner and meant to play second fiddle yeah like like we were talking about the biblical role of a woman a rib made from the rib of a man is meant to really have a very specific role protecting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. protecting the um maybe not even maybe protecting is not the right word but like critical yeah. in um shielding like harnessing the the, the role of a man mm-hmm. and you know like to think that a woman is is not important and is not impactful in the the role the 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 unified role they're supposed to play in, in growing their family i think speaks to the fact that you know you can see yourself as someone who's not important and want to imagine a life where you don't even want to do it alongside of a man mm-hmm. because like it's it's a retali- it's like it's a yeah, it's a response of retaliation you know 100% yeah i think you you have pictured it to where you can handle it all by yourself well, if you've been suppressed and if you have been pushed back for so long mm-hmm. then it makes you want to like you know look at why why that is especially when you know society has come to a place where oftentimes men are undeserving seemingly of the respect that they're you know that the bible seems to talk about mm-hmm. uh this like this um kind of relationship that we see between love and respect Mm -hmm. is one where it's integral for both parties to give of each other Mm -hmm, you know husbands husbands as it relates to the to the scripture are supposed to die for the wives like christ died for the church Mm -hmm. and you know i think unfortunately the 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 common trope that we see in like the you know 
spaces on the internet today is where men are just running around demanding things of women, but like unwilling to play the role, mm -hmm. self-sacrificial role that they're supposed to play first and foremost, you yeah. know? Um, so like to really follow the example of Christ mm -hmm. is one where you're giving of yourself. And mm -hmm. I think that dynamic is, is really like an ebb and flow where, you know, yeah. a man shows his love for his wife by giving of himself. And then as a response, the woman is going to respect the From man that as place well. place of love, you know? exactly. And, and like, it's yeah. not to say that one is conditional upon the other. I was I just about to say, yeah. You know, the, the, the reality is I think, you know, if both of us are whole and mm -hmm. both of us understand the role that we're supposed mm -hmm. to play, then we're supposed to be giving of these things freely. Yeah. I think that even in the concept of marriage, if you're always looking to the other person to get it right, right? You got to love me so I can respect you. And you're like, well, you got to respect me so I can love you. Right. Then already the whole thing is off, yeah. right? You can only be held accountable to yourself. And I think that hits me like a ton of bricks every single time because it's like, regardless of what you're saying to me, regardless if you're responding from an unloving place, I answer to the Lord and it's my responsibility to say, okay, how best can I um, honor my husband? I think was an easier word for me to use. It's like, how can I honor him? How can I support him? How can I love on him? How can I sacrifice for him even in this moment? Because yeah. whether you're doing it for me That's or good. not shows me that I'm being conditional. And in the same way, it's it should come kind of as at a at a cost. And I feel like God designed it difficult for the both of us, yeah. which is why it's a refining process. Right. Loving me should not be easy for you when you feel like I've disrespected you. Right. But you still got to love me. Right. You still got to use kind words. You still right, got to serve me. You still got to, you know, and addressing all the different love languages, still meet me in that way. And I think God is so meticulous by that design. It's like it comes at a cost for one another. And you can't be waiting on the other person to do it for you, you know? Yeah, I think it's really good. I think, um, yeah, it just kind of reiterates this idea that Love is not selfish. Love is not self-seeking. Totally. These are these are the things that we have to do and kind of fight against our natural uh, nature mm -hmm. to really do this whole marriage thing God's way. Exactly. And like you said, the the ultimate goal of marriage is not just about you know us being happy. Mm -hmm. It's it's about us really you know kind of working towards being in the image of God, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And to do so, it's it's about shedding the layers of the self that is self-seeking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I think marriage is like the perfect uh, mechanism to expose the parts of ourselves that are truly selfish. Yeah. Expose the parts of ourselves that are looking to mm -hmm. self-preserve. Mm -hmm. And when we do feel slighted, when we do feel wrong, it's just another opportunity to look at the other person that we've committed to and mm -hmm. say, I'm willing to love you and give myself to you despite all of those things. Yeah. And in different seasons as well, right? Because it's not always going to look the same. Like, you know, the sacrifice. It's like love is the love that's found in marriage is a moving thing. It's like its own growing garden, if you will. And I think that, you know, even as you're saying that in this like back and forth of like sacrifice, I can't go back and say Isaiah at, you know, when did I meet you? You were like 26. Isaiah at 26 and the way that I met him in that time is going to be different than mm -hmm. Isaiah as a man that's 34. How old are you? 35. <laughs> that's 35, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah at... 35 and the needs that he has. And I think, you know, as I was thinking about it, it's like to really spend time with one another, consistently checking in and having that level of transparency of saying, okay, 
what does respect for you look like in this season? Or what does love look like for you for in this season? For example, knowing the five different like love languages and I've communicated that to you. Yeah. Hey, I know before my primary love language was words of affirmation, but since your girl became a mom, acts of service is looking awfully nice. Some clean dishes. I love a nice clean house. I love it when you ain't got a tent. Tell me, and you just. I was like, man, bro. I don't know if my love bank has that I has like that language in it, but acts of service. I'm gonna go ahead and have to, I'm gonna have to keep looking you know? for it, I guess. <laughs> and in me communicating that, it would be, un you know, unloving or completely static of you to not say, okay, well, I see. As you, we are growing yeah. and developing. I'm willing to meet you and love you in this season, and right. I think that's the beauty. I think TD Jakes, Jakes once described it as like how he loves his wife or even I'm sure how she respects him as well. It's a lifelong journey because you're never going to know me as one person. I'm different than the girl I was yesterday. I'm yesterday is always a plus today. You know what I mean? With today's experiences and today's emotions and today's things. And as we're moving and ebbing and flowing together, that capacity to meet each other should be the thing that's like refining us and growing with us. But yeah. I think when husbands or wives are like, well, I did that, la I did that last year. That's old man, a sister. That's all manna. Like we got to be trusting the Lord for a fresh deposit, a fresh way to meet that person. And only God yeah. can, you know, show you what that looks like. You know, I was just thinking right now, and this is how like I, uh, I, I think I feel like this is in a lot of ways the barometer that I think makes it easier for a lot of men mm -hmm. uh, to like kind of process this. I was thinking to myself, Sorry, oh, thanks. Um, I was thinking to myself, how would I feel thinking about like Selah in this position with a man mm. like 20 years from now. I mean, really in her case, maybe 40, 50, 60 years from now. No, <laughs> Don't do kidding. my girl. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, no, but how would I feel about her in that position when she's like, you know, find someone that she loves that she wants to be with. And I'm like, man, I like, I want her to be empowered and I want her to be a woman who knows her worth. But I feel like the most beautiful outcome is for, for like her to find a man who loves her fully and unconditionally and is willing to to like give himself for her and for her in response to also respect and love a man and to give herself to him, you know? Mm -hmm. So like the idea and the reason why I was thinking about that was like the, the converse, I think idea that we oftentimes see in society is that like women should just be like these freestanding independent entities who don't need anyone and yeah don't need a man uh you know men ain't whatever mm -hmm. you know it's like i would hate to see that for my daughter bro mm -hmm. i don't want that i don't yeah. want i don't want sale to hold this perspective that she don't need a man like yeah. that's just that that's to be low-key that's kind of tragic to me yeah it's not that she needs a man for her own like well-being but I think there, this is God's design, and it's like a beautiful thing for a woman to be in partnership with a man. Yeah, like let's like let's not. I don't even let's let's not let's not celebrate something that's truly backwards, really. Yeah, like yeah, and I think maybe that understanding, and this is kind of a revelation that I've been having for myself as well. That understanding comes from the belief that being a wife or being someone's partner is like second class citizen, right? That you're like submitting to a man and you're doing these things. That's why everyone's so vehemently opposed, not everyone, but like those that are like struggling with the notion, right? Maybe might be angry, have unhealed hurts or traumas within themselves, you know, oppose that because it, it makes it easier to want to go in and like, oh, I don't need a man position, right? I'm good all by myself. But to understand fully the power, the brilliance, 
and the position that is to be a good wife to somebody and to understand God's design for it, that was mind-blowing for me. And now as I'm like learning and wanting to make sure I'm reflecting that well for Sailor, that looks like, okay, and not me referencing my big fat Greek wedding, but me referencing Uh-oh. my big fat Greek Uh-oh. wedding. You remember in that movie, she said, you know, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she can turn him however which way she wants. And it's I, kind of true though. It's true. Like anytime I have any real decision to be made, there's like, you know, things that I really need to contemplate, whether it's for work or life, whatever, who's the first person I always talk to? Because yeah. you are like my thought partner. It's I, I have to process everything through the lens of what God says, but then I also I also process those things alongside with you. I can't mm-hmm. do that by myself. Yeah, absolutely. I, you you are you are part of me and I I don't even oftentimes trust myself to do it without at least having the perspective of of you, the the, o- the only other mm-hmm. person who I can trust to really like reflect me properly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I and, think that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was kind of I wasn't really done with the original thought that I was exploring. About but say, I, like, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of I kind of lost the train that we were going on, but um, yeah, I think um, it it just it just made me. It, I got it. it. It's it's not, and it's not even that. You know, being being on your own is like the issue because yeah, some people choose a life of singleness or end up, you know, without a partner. And it's, it's not the, that's not the problem in and of itself. It's just that when you choose that life as a response to Mm, the dynamic that you're witnessing in society, where it tells you that even though I have a desire to be with a man, I don't need one because, you know, these brothers ain't it, you know, type of thing, mm. you know? So, and I think that's like, I think that's kind of just like, that's kind of low-key tragic because mm-hmm. there are people out here who have desire to be in partnership and to build a life with someone, but then like end up totally acting or or pushing that back because of all the negative things that, you know, the culture says about being in a relationship. Yeah, I think it's more than just culture though. I think, yes, culture definitely has instructed us. I think there's a lot of hurt that, you know, people have allowed to uh, project itself over how they're viewing their current reality. A lot what do you of, mean by that? I think, you know, for individuals that don't grow up with a healthy view of what marriage mm. looks like, you know, That's or having, you know, maybe absentee fathers or like having grown up and seen that men ain't you know what I mean? That if you're seeing that and that's all you know, then it's hard to kind of break break that that visualization. I actually, I actually, know? really glad you glad you brought up that point. I was on Instagram today and I saw um, you know that have you heard of that artist from the Bay, La Russell? He's like a really dope independent artist. artist. And I just randomly stumbled upon this like clip on Instagram where he was like. Uh, someone asked him, "Was like, what are your thoughts on getting married?" He's like, "I'm not getting married." He's like, "Why would I ever get Is he married?" A believer? No, 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 I don't. I don't think so. At least I'm not sure. Um, but he's like, I wouldn't. Why would I get married? He said it's so matter of fact. He's like, I've never seen any good examples of it. I've never seen anyone truly happy. And you know, financially, I don't think it makes any sense. So like, you know, why would I get married? And then the person interviewing was like, Well, I don't know. Maybe like, you know, it's just maybe rethink about it as like a person that you want to do life with. He's like, Yeah, maybe I could see myself like, you know, kind of doing life with somebody, but like, I would never get married. And I understood what he was saying when he said that because what do you mean? No, no, in that <laughs> kind of to the point you were just making. Yeah. It's that, you know, when people don't have any good like, you know, 
perspective or examples. And then you're also not operating off of like a biblical frame. Mm -hmm. You don't, you, you see marriage as purely just something that's uh, a contract that's either benefits your status in society mm -hmm. financially for tax reasons mm -hmm. or not, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't think about it from the spiritual standpoint where it's really meant to represent a covenant under God, where you're mm -hmm. supposed to essentially fortify one another and, um, you know, working towards holiness, really, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like we said, shedding those layers and, you know, ultimately meant to draw us closer to being more like Christ. Yeah. I think that pulls on our conversation from the last episode yeah. where we talked about committing to the things that yeah. are challenging, yeah. right? Because there's something good on the other side. And yeah. some of the most well-worth-it things take work. And I think intentionally stepping into harder work, right? Doing the self-work that it requires to unpack trauma, to unpack hurt, to unpack disappointment through therapy, through um, good community, going to the Bible and saying, God, refresh my perspective. Yeah. Give me a new lens to see what it is that this is supposed to be. And if there is unhealed hurt within me, break it off, you know, and whatever you want from me, I'm willing to walk into the things that are going to make me the more refined version of myself, whether that's, you know, within the context of marriage or not, you know what I mean? Um, I think it becomes, it's tough to even have this conversation without inviting like the oil, the softening that is the Holy Spirit, because there is a lot of hurt, you yeah. know, in this space, especially for women, you know, especially when you don't have that. And I really feel for that, but we also are given the choice, right? We, through Christ, have been given the opportunity to choose freedom. That's a choice. What do you, you mean know? by choose Even freedom? Even in Deuteronomy, you know, it talks a lot about how, you know, they were given today, you know, you have two choices to choose life or to choose, you know, death or the things. God doesn't force his way on us. The enemy also can't just lure us into doing the things that are going to leave us in despair or discouraged or distraught. We still have a will. We still have the ability to choose and to choose to do the harder work, to choose life, to choose freedom. I say that and saying that like when God calls us to something, it's like wanting to do it God's way is a choice to say, I will intentionally through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit be the person that changes that for me and mine, for yeah. me and future generations. I'm going to break that. Yeah. I'm going to break that trauma. I'm going to break that curse. And I will lead a life that will glorify God. Because you've made the choice and because you've invited the Holy Spirit in, that's the first step. And then everything thereafter, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be light work. It will be difficult work. But you're willing to do that, one, for a healthier version of yourself, for a whole, a more whole version of yourself. And I genuinely believe that, like, in this entire process, right, we're not doing all of this, right, so that we can, like, find ourselves able to, like, respect men or follow, like, this God model of, like, marriage only. But I really, really, really believe <laughs> that when... A woman gets better, the world gets better, right? When a woman is able to heal her trauma, when we're able to not only just do that for ourselves, we can show up better at work, we show up better for our husbands. And uh, uh, and this was like the revelation that I had had about, you know, a, a woman that is healed and whole and a woman that's like, and when I say healed and whole, that's just a woman that's like walking with the Lord. That is a fortified bone. That is a strong rib to a man that, you know, I'm a better sounding board to you. I'm better, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm like you're, I'm not a God or anything to you, but I'm like a pillar in your life. I'm a strong sounding board to you. And when I show up as that for you, you're not, you're also able to lead the household better. 
Women are able well, to lead communities better. We have, you know. I think that's I think that's exactly the point. A though, better is world, that yeah. When everyone plays their part, then everything works the way it should. In a divine and, order. In yeah. a divine order. Yeah. And when every when things are out of order or when people are unwilling to play their role or where when things aren't quite working the way they should, then everyone suffers as a result. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like on a team, you know, like let's just call it basketball. Every position is equally important and everyone needs to play their part. Mm-hmm. You got to, the coach run, calls the play and you got to run the play. Everyone needs to go to their spot. Otherwise, the play is not going to work, yeah. you know? And in the same way, I think there is a beauty in recognizing that the point guard, the center, the shooting guard, the forward, everyone's position is equally important in that way. And everyone needs to play their part in order for the for the play to mm-hmm. work, you know? Yeah. And in and, and, and marriage, and in the initial point starts in marriage, but then the outward impact mm-hmm. goes into society. And if it, it all starts in that family structure, mm-hmm. and then when everything there is right, then everyone benefits as a result yeah, of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when we can be strong within our own family, then our communities get better as mm-hmm, a result. Mm-hmm. And when communities get better, then the world gets it's better. better. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I think that's you know what an easy way to say right. It says be the change you wish to see in the world for all these people that you know. Most of us are wanting to play our part to make the world a better place. The easiest thing is just to love the person right in front of you, you know, to like submit to and beyond that, to love the person that is within you, to do the work that's the healing work, the hard work, the necessary work for you so that through you, you can be a better version for everybody else. So I definitely am challenged by that. And I love that because I think in... I've been talking about, and I'll give you um, just like the context, but I've been talking about therapy, you know, this for a very long time about wanting to go into therapy for myself. And it's been just years. I've just haven't heard from the right therapist or like nobody calls me back. I'm like, therapist, do y'all want jobs? Like, why is nobody calling me back? And knowing that like there, there are things that I have to like unpack and like, um, and being able to do that for myself. Finally, I was able to like, this time, no matter the resistance I was feeling, I was like, I'm going to follow through. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to follow through. And you saw me. I like literally wrestled with it. But I, you know, found somebody and that person is an angel. Like it's going very well. And I'm realizing, wow, there is like, you know, a lot of like the lies that I believe that we had touched on in another episode or like hurts that I have or yeah, just me dealing with things and my perception of maybe the world that may be coming from the wrong lens, being able to heal myself in that way and allow myself to be compassionate and caring towards myself, I know is not just making me a better woman for me, but like, this is the work that gets passed on. What I don't address in me gets passed on to say, and I just don't want that for her. You know, I want her to grow up seeing health health and health in in marriage not perfect we're not yeah, perfect yeah. but health and what it means to um have a son as an example and that's what it means to carry on things generationally and i'm grateful for the holy spirit who gives us all of the tools all of the resources and himself to do better to know better and do better let me i probably should ask you this question earlier but i'm gonna just ask it now do you feel like what do you think makes it uh because like you spoke on the ways in which we um, kind of work through some of these challenges, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, the love and respect and all that. But like, what do you think are the things that just in society at large that make it harder for people, women to embrace this idea of like love and respect, for example? You want an honest answer? Yeah. Oh, I think, 
you know. Like, do you remember when you saw the Barbie movie and you almost <laughs> wanted to just walk out on me? Throw them out. Throw them out. Dude, she, she, here's the, and here's the, the ironic part of it all is that she watched the movie and she's like, oh, it was an amazing movie. I was like, tell me more about it. But then like, she went onto the other side of the couch and like clutched her pearls <laughs> and I could just sense a, a coldness come throughout our house. And I was like, uh, okay. Like, we good? I hadn't seen it. So I, I didn't listen, really know why. I didn't really know what the reason for that was. Barbie movie goes hard, but I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, Barbie movie really went hard. There, there are good parts to it, right? But this goes back to our previous con- conversation of like you take the good and like you throw, you know, the parts that are not the best. And it's this notion that like, you know, if women ruled the world, you know what I mean? Um, if three wise men were all women, maybe they wouldn't get lost. You know Uh-oh. what I mean? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's all of this like understanding and like the jokes that are made, right? Social media about like in a household, like there are four children, right? You have like, you know, or like if a woman has three kids and you count the husband too, you know? That's so funny to it's me like, though, because like- Men are seems, like the butt of so, joke. It seems, so, it seems so harmless. It really does. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I, don't, I don't really take that personally, to be mm-hmm. honest, the idea of it. But like, when you really think about like the impact of it, it's just like, that actually, that actually doesn't seem right to me. It yeah. doesn't seem right, you know? Yeah. And I think it's one- oppression right for all all these years that like men have made a dollar to the 85 cents that women make that kind of makes me feel some type of way you know or the fact that i mean society at large has always viewed men like men make the decisions like even decisions about women's health and like all of these things i think there's like maybe a, a a sentiment of not necessarily resentment but like mm, that's yeah, not cool I, I get you. I get and you. i think on top of that do m- making decisions that are very like ego driven or like pride driven makes it which hard we've seen, which we've seen uh, too much of throughout that. the course of yeah. history wars and whatever led yeah. by men like then a man's primary love language being respect it's like show me respect yeah. and i'll show me what show me your actions and i'll give you the respect but to demand respect without you know without actions to back it makes it a lot harder for women and i think sometimes and i'm not gonna lie you're human right like and you're not a perfect person i'm not a perfect person i'm not going to get it right all the time but i think that revelation that i have that even in our imperfection to view to view you in the lens of which christ views you was just it blew my mind what does that mean and i think it's like this idea that you are not the sum total of the flaws that you have you have in you or the mistakes that you make or the ways that you are unloving towards me, you are not the sum total of this quote-unquote bad person. Yes, we are all born into sin, and we have um, we have our flawed nature that's existed that that has existed long before time. But you know, v- viewing one another in the lens through which, and if you look at like all the examples of when God calls people in the Bible, He's calling them for like parts of their character that they mm. haven't even become that's yet. Good. He called Gideon a mighty warrior before he was good. even that. You know, David was, you know, lowly in like stature or that's whatever, good. and it wasn't his physical appearance, but it was his heart that God saw. And I think being able to see somebody through a different lens that is a Christ-like lens is saying, "I'm seeing you in wholeness." Yeah, and all of these other things. Wow. All of these other things, you know, while they are a part of your humanness, I'm choosing to respect you for the man that God has made you and designed you to be. And that is a woman, you know, and that I think is where the power lies, right? The, the, the ability to say, I'm seeing that 
And the same way that, you know, God is seeing that, I am going to speak those good things over you. I'm going to polish you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to support you seeing that. And please correct me if I'm wrong. A man who feels encouraged, supported, and or even a woman who spoke, whoever has, is able to call out those good things in that person, that person kind of lives to that, rises to oh, 100%, that. 100%. And I think that's the power of like that verse. It says like a woman has a capacity to be a crown to her husband oh, or decay in his bones. Mind you, if she's the rib, She's called decay in the bones. It's true. It could be one or one or the other. She's either going to be a rib in the strongest part of this man, or she's going to be his destruction. You know. And I think when I started like seeing it like that, I'm like, you know what? I think I have the power to ask Christ to give me a lens to see you appropriately, and in doing so, for me to from a healthy place, right, a healed place, so I'm not projecting my own traumas and my own hurts and my own lies onto you, be able to do this in a way that is God glorifying. Yeah. Yeah. What about from your lens, from what you've seen of like the ways that women disrespect men? And I don't know. Actually, let me flip the question. Rather than from women disrespecting men, why do you feel like men struggle to love women? Do you feel like the call for women to be pursued? I don't know. I don't know where the issue is for men yeah, stepping into this equation shows up. Because I can clearly tell you where on the women's side, the disrespect yeah, yeah, yeah. bit is like... so. You know, um, strong, but let me let me answer it this way and then just like keep prodding if you feel like we're not getting mm-hmm. to it. So, you know, when we talk about marriage, the baseline understanding that we all think about, even like in the uh, most fairy tale version of it, is centered around this idea of love. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as marriage without love, even like in the most ideological sense of mm-hmm. it all, right? Mm-hmm. Even though like marriage is not just based off of love alone. That's the way we all typically imagine it, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think the starting point is a little different, you know, as it relates to this conversation, because love seems like it's the baseline. So we talk about love as always kind of being at the center of marriage. Um, But the reality is when you actually step into the reality of the day-to-day, it's not always the the case because love is not just like this fanciful, you know, ideological feeling. It's it's a choice. Mm. It's a choice to constantly show up. It's a choice to sacrifice. It's a choice to give up yourself. And I think oftentimes what happens is that when you get into the thick of marriage, if men aren't feeling like they're getting what they want or getting what they expected, their natural impulse is to pull back is to pull back and just to make sense of things for themselves. Mm. And it's when they pull back that they look for love in in different facets, Mm -hmm. whether it's other women, porn, it's pursuing the love of work, Mm -hmm. it's finding validation in different ways. You, you know, you find, you justify not feeling uh, not not finding what you're the, the the desire for what you think is love in different facets, but the reality is, true love means that you're pressing closer to the person that you know mm. you are maybe not even seeing eye to eye with mm-hmm. because you made a commitment, you made the choice, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I think I think there's just so many examples uh, around us where we we think about love from the perspective of how it's serving us. And if we're not getting what we want out of it, we just find a different way to get it. Men are so solution oriented that we'll just 
find what we need. And if we're not getting it in the way we imagined in one place, then we'll just go somewhere else. I think that's the common notion that is kind of like demonstrated in the, you know, in, in media and whatever else, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not the biblical, you know, perspective of it, but I think that's maybe the reason why, um, you know, men might respond in that way to looking outside, you know, um, and not giving love in the way that, you know, the Bible talks about it. Love as it, as it relates to what the word says mm -hmm. is giving of yourself like Christ died for the church. Mm -hmm. It's self-sacrificial, but we don't look at love as self-sacrificial mm -hmm. in the context of, you know, the culture. Right. So would you encourage a man? So that guy, what'd you say his name was? The one that you saw on Instagram? Someone oh, that was his name's Lil Russell. Yeah. So like, let's say you were talking to Lil Russell. Would you advise him, you know, based off of one, his view of marriage and in light of maybe the, this hard work that it's going to have to take to be committed to things, even when needs may or may not be met, would it still make sense to entertain the idea or to like dive in? Like, um, I think you can, I how, think, how do you advise young single friends that are like, I'm over this. I'm not here for it. You know? I mean, I think you could talk to people about the, um, just like the, the general benefits of, being married to someone, but I think talking about it outside of the lens of um, like covenant with God, I think it doesn't make full sense. Mm. I think I think the reason why the world has come to a place where we can talk about marriage and discard it is because it's being spoken about absent of covenant with God. Mm. When you look at marriage as something where two people come to come together before God and commit themselves before him together mm -hmm. and say that our life is about coming together to try to be more like you, then this whole idea of like finding love for the benefit of ourself takes a back seat mm -hmm. and it becomes more about, you know, putting the other person before ourselves. Um, That's really good. Yeah. So um, I think, I think to have that conversation with someone else would be, uh, like, yeah, you could talk about the exterior, external benefits, but like, I think it really only makes sense when you introduce God into the picture first and foremost. That's true. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it, guys. Thank you for answering that. That was a yeah. really good response. Because I feel like, yeah, fighting for marriage and the things that God has designed, it all leads back to him. And I love that you said it like that. It's like really just a call to help us draw closer to him want, and to refine the version of who that, we are. I want to clarify that because it's yeah. not to say that like people who are not believers in God get married all the time. And I, and, and that's because I think there are a lot of practical like benefits. I think people want companionship. People mm -hmm. want to be committed in a lot of mm -hmm. ways. Um, there's, there's many reasons why people get married and it's not to say that those things are not available to yeah. everyone. Yeah. But I think for, especially for someone who's saying they don't see a benefit to it, then I'll be like, yeah, I, I, I understand you don't see a benefit mm -hmm. to it, but you can't even really make the argument for why marriage makes sense to a person who already has discarded it unless you can talk to them about how marriage is meant to bring you closer to God through mm -hmm. the process, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's really good. So it's funny like that. All, all roads point back to him. That's it, it. Really is. It just really is. He's you like know? designed it. Yeah. You think it's for fun? Yeah, it's not. So just to bring like, you back it's not home. an accident, you know. Yeah, it's to bring you back home to me. Yeah. Praise God for God. But yeah, wonderful. So 
Thanks for this conversation. We hope you guys were encouraged. Thanks for yeah. tuning in. Oh, did we tell you guys um, to subscribe to our YouTube page yet? Again, subscribe. Um, I already told to you us. the message before. Pause right now. Pause Wait, right now. Not, not yet. Oh, you did tell them the message. I told the message before. Pause right now. If you're back, <laughs> that's because you had just subscribed to our YouTube channel. Yeah. Congratulations. You're welcome if to you the family. If you haven't, we trust that you will soon. Yes. Welcome to the family. Um, yeah. Uh, this week's sponsor for this episode is none other Tedros than Tedros Team Realty, the best real estate company in Los Angeles, serving Los Angeles and Long Beach. Yes, and uh, we have been reached out to by by many of you um, recently. Thanks, guys. Other folks who have been connecting, uh, trying to see where we can find a way to help you guys, whether it's a referral or even locally. Um, referral, which means out of state. Out of state, yes. Um, we have been able to help you, some of you with both. Um, so thank you for re reaching out to us and connecting on that end. Um, and one of the things that we wanted to do now going forward is to uh, highlight the new segment um, from our newsletter called The Pulse, where we, guys, we give you an update on what's going on in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. uh, and one thing that we think would be really interesting for you guys to look into for your own is how Fannie Mae had released a new loan program mm -hmm. where uh, folks who want to own investment property that's four units or less uh, have the option of buying properties uh, like that where you could put down 5%. Now, this is different than the previous expectation to put down 20% or even 15%. Where's the yikes uh, For investment properties. Yikes. <laughs> yes, that's the yikes. That's the yikes. Um, so what this does is that it gives folks who want to be owner-occupied investors uh, the opportunity to find their way through the door. Um, so in this particular case, you can buy a three-unit building, for example, mm -hmm. live in one unit, uh, rent out the two others, and you can do all of this by putting down 5% through Come Fannie on. Mae loan. Look, if so. you're looking for like rapid, I feel like that was one thing that Isaiah had entertained in the beginning of our marriage was to do that route. And I was like, no, I need my space. But looking back. Oh, don't do this that, right now. Don't, don't do that this. That is a don't clutch do this. move don't, to don't, help don't you do get this. started on building wealth. Wow. Look honestly. at this. Look at Look, this. We're, we're passing on <laughs> wisdom that we could have used for ourselves. But I, I, God bless this home. I love this was, home and I'm blessed to yes. have it. So I'm not yeah, going to yeah. complain in that way. But I am saying take this opportunity. It would Especially be great for those of you who to... are, you know, earlier on in your lives, maybe you don't have family and kids yet. This is a good way to get your foot in the door. And then it's the kind of thing where you can leverage your way out of it by eventually renting out all the units and uh, refinancing out if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. In any case, for tips like that or other information, feel free to hit us up. Uh, you can send us a message in the DMs or just send us an email. Or actually, um, you can subscribe to the polls. It'll be in the show oh, notes. Yes, that's actually the best way. Yeah. The best way. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, look, yeah. we love you guys. This has been a great episode as always. Yes. I think we have two more episodes left two more of the season. The done, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely comment, like, share all of this. Did we say subscribe? And subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>